0: Welcome to Mohani Loves Pod. We're here today with Martha Bodyfelt. Martha Bodyfelt, she helps professional divorced women overcome their loneliness and break the patterns that keep them stuck so they can feel fulfilled, have more fun, and live fearlessly. Mark, let's talk about that.
1: <laughs> Hi, Mohani. Yes, thank you. I'm really, really excited to be here and to share with your listeners some of the uh, the uh, strategies that I use with my clients who are divorced women. And, you know, it's so funny, Mohani, because I found that there's so many women out there that they, they, they have their stuff together, even after divorce. They are running the household. They're being, you know, the boss ladies, but they still feel really stuck after their divorce and that is where I come into to help them basically uh plan out the rest of their lives so they can go on being the wonder women that I know they are
0: wow
1: um
0: well I am Hey, divorced
1: woman. <laughs> <laughs> me too, girl. Me too. <laughs>
0: and, and you know what, what I would th- like to share with you? Yes, please tell I'm me. Always, I have to tell you this. My most favorite person in my family in the world, name is Martha.
1: That's very sweet of you. Um,
0: I, no, I'm, I'm <laughs> telling you, I love her. I look just like her. It was my, it was my grandmother. I love her. I love it. So I love the name Martha.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And I was actually named after both of my parents' middle names. My mother's name huh. is Jamesine Martha, and my dad's name is Larry Jean. I was a middle child. They're just kind of feeling a little bit lazy, and they're like, let's just combine <laughs> our middle names. And here we go. I am Martha Bodyfelt, Martha Jean Bodyfelt. So, but I have
0: to tell you this, it's not lazy. You want to hear lazy? <laughs> tell me. I worked in the school, and one of the students' name was B. Jessica. And I was like, wow, to myself, I wonder where she got that from an open school night where her parents came. He was like, my name is Ben and the mother's name was Jessica. So that's now
1: that, that's lazy. <laughs> that is lazy right there. <laughs> <That's it. laughs>
0: so, you know, um, a divorce with divorce, this is just my outlook on
2: divorce, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm.
0: If. Do you agree that if a woman is going through a divorce and she couldn't wait to have, like, oh, can't wait, to, this is over, <laughs> then her life is different because she got it mapped out. She's like, yes. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. if a woman's going through a divorce and she's like, oh, you know, I'm confused, what I'm going to do, then it's a different feel to it. Or do you feel both of those women definitely still would need a recovery coach?
1: So I think that both of these women need divorce recovery coaches for a couple of different reasons. Now, Mm -hmm. I am someone who about 10 years ago also went through a divorce and our divorce was pretty, pretty amicable. Um, Not, a you know, there was a little bit of drama, but it wasn't these big, crazy things where there's courtroom battles and, you know, people (laughs) are fighting for five years. So even though I was relieved, I didn't have a divorce party or anything like that but Mm -hmm. even though I was relieved and you know I was I had a good support system I had a good job um, all of those things a lot of that momentum after the woohoo I'm divorced a lot of that momentum actually died off Mahani and Uh like six months after the divorce a year after divorce I'm like well crap now now what because I had attached my identity so much to I'm a divorced woman I'm you know now I'm single woohoo but after all that kind of like that ran out of steam I was like well now what do I want to do for myself because for years I had tied my identity to to my husband's to running my household and wow. when I was finally single I didn't really know how to take anything back for myself and be like what does Martha want to do? And so I see that commonality not only with the women I work with who are relieved and happy after the divorce, but I also see that with the women who do have a hard divorce and who are struggling. They all meet at that fork in the road eventually of what do I want to do? Do I want to start maybe being accountable and doing the things that I want to do, which we as women are never really taught how to do, because we're always taught how to put other people's needs ahead of our own, or do I just want to go and define my story as a sad divorced woman? And so Mm. at that point where you're at that fork in the road, I think is where is an excellent time to start asking if divorce recovery coaching is, is, is for you.
0: You know what? Also for my audience, right? Members, I want to ask you this question, right? You're never supposed to jump right into another relationship immediately, right? (laughs) I did that. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, I'm looking at that was such a waste. Like, What what Mm -hmm. was I doing? The mindset wasn't right. Mm -hmm. it was it was me filling a void from the loss of the first marriage like Mm -hmm. oh I'm gonna be alone especially when you're with someone for so long Mm -hmm. now the only thing about that why I do believe that uh divorce recovery is great for every person that you know male and female Mm -hmm. is because now here's this situation I got Laying, I like laying across my California king-size bed. I got all the space to myself. <laughs> I, like, I like, you know, my little Snickers wrapper that's on the corner. I don't have mm-hmm. to really throw it away right away. I have to do it when I get up. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So trying not to remain too comfortable that way
1: right I mean and it is okay. definitely a, a balance and frankly every every woman is every woman or you know any any person who is going through divorce I work mainly with women but my, my good guy friends who have been through divorce can kind of corroborate this as well is I would 100% agree with what you're saying Mohani that if you jump right into a relationship you are not fixing or addressing the issues that you brought to the divorce right exactly because even if you didn't want the divorce even if you are a survivor of infidelity or or abuse there's you owe it to yourself to work on the things that you deserve to work on that you haven't been able to do as a wife and a mother so that is you know giving that self-worth Mm -hmm. Mm Yeah. I'm a nurturer. Mm -hmm. People like are like a nurturing, people pleasing. We are all conditioned for that. And if we take that nurturing and people pleasing tendency and just, oh, I'm gonna put in another relationship, you are going to repeat the same mistakes or attract or attract the same type of men who who led you to divorce in the wrong in 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 the first place. Yeah, and then you're -hmm. up to the next one. Absolutely, and then you know you're on you're on your fourth husband, and you've fourth husband, (laughs) and you still have not you still have not addressed the um you know the issues, which is what is it that I want as a newly divorced woman? What do I wanna do? What are the things that light me up? And I guarantee you throughout a marriage, you probably did not have the opportunity to really do that insightful soul searching, deep digging for yourself. Not what your husband wants, not what your kids want, but for yourself and your husband and your kids, I guarantee you will never ask you that. And so now is the time when you are divorced, when you are single to, Dig deep and ask that for yourself. And I have a lot of clients say, well, I know what I want is companionship. And I said, okay, that's that's completely fair. You know, we're we're humans, we're social creatures, we want that companionship. However, in order to attract the right companionship the next time around, you gotta do work on yourself. You have to, or else you're gonna repeat the same mistakes. Now I say to some of my, you know, some of my clients, I'm not saying don't go have fun. Nothing oh. wrong with that. But don't be putting all your eggs into this basket. And by that I mean don't put your future and your your self-worth and your confidence in your ability to just quickly be in another relationship because that relationship is going to it's going to go off a cliff. You need to take the time to do things for yourself because it's probably the first time, maybe even in your life you've been able to.
0: Yeah, my, I, when I turn around and look at my age, I was like, listen. And you know, age isn't, ain't nothing but a number, mm-hmm. as you. they say. Mm-hmm. So I don't worry about that. I look mm-hmm. great. I have a great spirit, a nice young spirit. The funny thing is... I'm 50. And Christmas Eve, I'll be 51 and full of fun. So Look at you. Look at you,
1: Capricorn. Okay. Yeah, like I'm
0: (laughs) figuring it all out, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay. Mm -hmm. One thing I know that I'm definitely a nurturer and I enjoy, (laughs) I probably enjoy taking good care of a man when I'm with him. And that's my biggest no-no because Mm -hmm. nothing is earned. It's like, Mm da-da, I'm here. And you don't have to ever want for anything. You don't have to think when I say want for anything, I'm not speaking about financial. I'm mm-hmm. talking about the simple, you know, um, your food is brought mm-hmm. to you. You don't have mm-hmm. to, stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Um, that's just common courtesy. That's just who I am. And it doesn't mean that I have to erase that part, no but I have to take my, the fact that this is what I'm thinking. You tell me if, what do you think about mm-hmm. this? Sure. Okay. I should definitely take my time because I know who I am I finally found out who I was at 50 but that doesn't matter right so the fact that I know who I am and what I bring to the table Mm -hmm. I have to wait first to see if this person is a match for all of that Mm -hmm. great stuff that I bring to the table Mm -hmm. body's perfect but what I bring anytime you see the other side is because I've been bringing too much and letting the same kind of person in. So that's when frustration sets in, but it's my fault.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, and I, what I definitely invite clients to think about, and it's something that I would invite you to think about as well is when you're saying, well, I'm a nurture. you know, my man doesn't want for, you know, want for nothing. What are you doing for yourself? How are <laughs> you? How are you? We yeah. gotta shine that light, you know. How are you nurturing yourself? Do you want for nothing? Is your cup full? Is your dinner plate full? Are you taking the time for yourself? Are you giving yourself? Even, you know, I want to give. I want you to give yourself 110, 200 percent of what you're giving your man. But most women aren't even giving themselves like five percent of that. 1% percent of that. You're right. You're so right. how are you gonna you do don't... that for you?
0: You get comfortable in being that way. A lot of times, I'm telling you, being comfortable is like, well, I don't want to start over. All right, oh well, this is what it is. Well, you know, uh, I'm okay this way. I'll get over it, the fact that this not that. Listen, I had a, my first marriage, my birthday's Christmas Eve, and was married over 20 years and got a gift twice. And 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 I respected that. I understood that. At Mother's Day, I barely got a plan, but I understood that. But I'm a very good mother very good wife. so Mm -hmm. you know um i do believe with life experiences they will keep on repeating themselves to Mm -hmm. you until you stop it and say okay i need some type of counseling i need Mm -hmm. some type of information i need Mm -hmm. i need martha's body felt (laughs) yeah
1: exactly exactly you know trust me i went to public school i was in the army i've heard every crazy ass thing to my last name <laughs> that you can imagine. But, you know, you're absolutely right because you're thinking, oh, well, I only got two presents over, you know, 20 plus years of marriage. Oh, you know, but that that's okay. I mean, and the reason that, you know, you thought that was okay is because you were culturally conditioned to believe that, well, no, that's just your that's just your job is to sacrifice your own personal wants and skills for, you know, for your for your husband and for your children. And, you know, frankly, um, I think that's I th- pardon my French, but I think that's bullshit. Um well, wait when you say cultural, you mean because I
0: watched, I I will tell you this. I come from a family, my parents met at 17, Mm -hmm. they're 75, Mm -hmm. and my mother definitely held it down, but where she fell short, he jumped right in. It was Mm -hmm. never a problem. So I actually came from a household where I watched two people work together. They they had an agreement, a system on how they wanted Mm -hmm. their kids raised. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, they did that. They weren't perfect. They had their sure. own personal problems, sure. but when it came to their kids, their grandkids, they mm-hmm. they really were hands on because they had a plan to do things the way they wanted to do it, and that mm-hmm. was their working together. But once again, sure. that's old school love.
1: It is, but I mean, it's it's interesting though because what I've, I I worked mainly with women in their in their 50s and we we kind (laughs) of dig into that right that we dig into you know they they kind of have a tendency to think of oh well my parents you know stayed married for 50 years 60 years who knows 40 years or whatnot and you know they, they they made it work and I you know I I kind of I respectfully push back on that saying well they made it work because they they had to because you know there were some women that maybe had stayed in marriages because they they couldn't get credit card you know accounts by themselves they couldn't get banking I, credit so maybe
0: they just both of mine were well, both of mine were independent mm-hmm. they could have they would have been, mm-hmm. been fine they would have been fine without each other
1: which is great and you know what but, honestly but that's like you the perfect it. marriage if, now, you can that, if you can get that
0: that's mm-hmm. right but i'll Good tell love you, to you. <laughs> with me right here was the thing my first marriage he came from a set of parents too mm-hmm. we're both african-american both my mm-hmm. parents spent at 17 and still together through mm-hmm. all the rough patches mm-hmm. Their, his mm-hmm. parents went on vacations with the kids every year my pa- total match mm-hmm. i everything was the same but the thing was i believe and this is the total truth i was holding on to my marriage due to st- i didn't want to be another statistic sure. oh, yeah. oh my it was like okay mm-hmm. we got black boys it's all different mm-hmm. you can't why should they come from a broken home
2: mm-hmm.
0: we gotta mm-hmm. you know but when what I what, what, when I woke up and I've written nine books going on working on my tenth one mm-hmm. about relationships what I realized was wait a minute my boys more broken with them watching this horrible marriage yeah i mean
1: and that's (laughs) and i hear that too that i hear stories heartbreaking stories of of women you know some of my clients who have stayed in marriages and they say it's for the kids it's for the kids um and it it could be because they had parents much like yours where they were working together they were they were like a really good team and the, the client that i work with you know the clients i work with who come from from those types of households where the the parents like were, were a team they are trying to model that and you're not you're not married to your parents you know you're going to have right. a completely di- different dynamic than what you did and so while it's great to strive for that ideal if your parents were holding it down if the marriage is not working out you should not put yourself to that pressure because it is a completely different person that that you're marrying and so I'll i hear these heart
0: I'm sorry to cut you off this is such a hot topic Mm -hmm. my mind starts to race because let me tell you what my my mother and father knew that my sister and I made big boo-boos I call it boo-boos they was like they're (laughs) not right for you but you know nobody wants to listen but okay one day my mother said to me If we didn't raise the man that you're married, it's no way you can have a relationship like us. Mm -hmm. And it made sense. So that's something that I never looked at. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to mimic what the actual staying married thing, but I'm not It's hard to mimic the steps that's taken to stay married.
1: Yeah. Yep, because it's a completely different, it's a completely different time. It's a completely different situation. It's a completely different dynamic. And when there are parents, or especially moms, who just decide to stay in the marriage for the sake of the kids, what you're doing is you are teaching whether it is your your son or your daughter, it doesn't matter. You are teaching them that it is acceptable to be in a toxic situation. Hmm. That that is normalized because kids are smart like you may think they're just playing their video games or they're just coming home to raid the fridge or you know whatever you know whatever kids do mm-hmm. but children and by children i also mean teenagers i swear like i consider anybody under the age of 35 children at this point but that's that's neither all uh, right no, um, no i understand you so <laughs> right right but children and teenagers their ability to absorb and process things that you think you're hiding from them, like, it's it's incredible. So they are looking at that. They are watching every single thing you do. And they know that if there's kind of an unhappiness or there's an unhealthy dynamic, and if they see that you're putting up with that, that is going to send the message to them, you know what, that's normal, and that that should be expected, and that's okay if that's, if that's what's in a marriage, and you know what, it's not okay. And so, It is far better for two people to be divorced if they can be better parents to that child. Yes. As divorced, as just co-parents. If they can get along and they get along a lot better and their mental health is better separately if they are divorced and then co-parenting that child. And so we come from a lot of fear, especially as moms, that, well, I you know, I, I have to have that, that intact home. I have to have that. And you know what? If you guys were, you know, you were happily married, that would be great to have that intact home. But you, if you can't have that intact home where everyone's getting along and you're making it work, to me, in my experience as a divorce coach, what I've seen is it's far better for that marriage to end and be co-parents working together. Because that sends a message to the child that, hey, it is okay to change and pivot if things are not working with your partner. And you can uh-huh. still have a relationship with them. That is what we were trying to normalize here. We are not trying to normalize, I'm trying to stay together just for the kids. No, you're not. You're doing it because you're afraid. <laughs> and, uh-huh. and it's okay. it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be terrified and use the kids as an excuse you know that's that's fine we use the kids oh you know I've got a I can't I can't come to your soiree Janine you know oh my my kid's sick or whatever you know we use your kids as an excuse for anything anyway and that's fine um but when we use them as an excuse to stay in an unhealthy marriage that marriage could have infidelity that marriage could have abuse that marriage could just have toxicity where nobody's happy when we use the kids as an excuse for that that is a dangerous path that is a lot harder to recover from. And that's gonna traumatize your kids too.
0: Yeah, I never I never got a chance to use the kids because when it was time for me to split up, I looked at them and
1: said, What do you think? They was like, You should have been going. Yeah. So that was <laughs> kids are smart from the mouths <laughs> of babes. From the mouths of babes. It's like <laughs> I wanna
0: ask you about your divorce warrior survival kit. Does yes. that come with once I'm signing up for it? So once I fill this out, I
1: will receive that for free absolutely so this is my this is my welcome gift and so for any any reader who wants to go over to the website uh, marthabodyfelt.com you can sign up if you put in your name and email address that's going to do two things that's going to give you an instant download that's going to come to your inbox so just check your spam if you don't get it within 20 minutes because it's there waiting to be you know waiting to be read by you and so um, if you, you sign up for the new for to my website then what you'll do is you will get an instant download of the divorce uh, warrior survival guide. And in that, it is about i i it's maybe about 17 to 20 pages of my best tips and tricks and essays for really empowering yourself to make those hard decisions and feel good about yourself and to start overcoming grief, overcoming anger, overcoming fear, overcoming guilt, which a lot of people have who go through divorce. And so go to the website and download that. You're going to love it. And then in addition to that, you are going to get my free weekly newsletter where you'll get free access, everything here is free, to my best tips and tricks for really getting out of your own head and getting out of your divorce rut and moving on with complete fearlessness and joy for the rest of your life. Yes, and you know
0: what? Um I signed up for it guys, so everybody go ahead and go sign up for it. <laughs> Even if you're not Even if I believe that, that's good to even look at, even if you're thinking about.
1: Absolutely.
0: Or you're listening to us and you're like, oh man, I'm not happy in my marriage. And that's another thing that I think people do so wrong. If you're not happy and you have tried,
2: Mm -hmm.
0: sometimes, one thing I do believe with all couples, you know in your heart when you you don't want to do it no more. That's one thing. And going to counseling, you know in your heart when it's not going to work. Yeah. I really believe, and, and I could sound too, I don't want to sound negative ever, but I'm just real. Sure. Once my heart has no feeling whatsoever, it's done. There's mm-hmm. no, nothing can bring that back. I can't yes. sit down with a count and say, because you know why? I'm such, I have such an angelic like heart, and I have to mm-hmm. say that, that when you hurt that heart, I mean, if I had a picture of my little heart, it'd be going. Oh, no. So once my heart does that, you just mm-hmm. give up. Listen, let's get the divorce.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's not the reason why you can't you can't come back and smile and go, you know what? I changed. We need to get the divorce because mm-hmm. that, that's important to me. Mm-hmm. I need my last name back.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And then you can work on that. From afar, you never know what may happen two years from now that we can date and start sure. over. Maybe sure. get married again. But for right now mm-hmm. the
2: mm-hmm.
0: fact that divorces are made to be, you know, you can you can get married, you get divorced. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I and I I have to say this last thing to you and then you can continue on talking because I like to talk too.
2: Um. Love it. No, I'm all about it. Um,
0: <laughs> I wish, and I always say this, when people get married, I believe that every, the first year you should get a letter in the mail that you have to notarize and send back if you want to continue to stay married, and like then it. you get the next one three years from now. Like the trial period. One. Yes, I. Everybody need that because you know why everybody step into marriage. Why do people do it? Because oh, the dress, oh, the ceremony, no. oh, the gifts, oh, I'll be able to say as my husband. Oh, yeah, but you know what? It's it's, it's deeper than that. Things change, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and are you ready for? that? Change And yes, you are right that years ago, it was a difference. A lot of people was getting married. Oh, well, she's pregnant. Got to marry her. Mm-hmm. They had different rules. It was mm-hmm. just different today. Nobody don't need to stay locked into anything or locked to anybody. Absolutely. But what they do need to do is your program, what you have, everybody needs a divorce transformation.
1: hmm Absolutely. I mean, and I'm obviously, I'm biased because I am a divorce uh, recovery coach and I think everybody does. And it is interesting though, because I got married, I was probably the youngest of my, of my peer group to get married, um, to get uh, married and then divorced. I was divorced by the time I was 30 um so what happened though is in my early 30s and my mid 30s i started getting invited to friends uh friends weddings and this was their first marriage and they would go on for a year planning the wedding that oh i want this dress or oh i want this vendor or, i want these flowers which doesn't it doesn't really mean anything in the long run and so i would ask them ever the divorce coach i would ask them so have you guys talked about how you plan on raising your children oh well we want children okay but have you talked about how many have you talked about you know um how you will choose to have an argument how how will you de-conflict when when there is an argument have you talked about money have you talked about what happens if one of you gets sick and that person can't provide with the with the income and i was always like the worst person to have at engagement parties (laughs) because people just get so caught up in that and you know this is even now you know women who are and and i think it's changing but you know women even they're they're educated they're they're dreaming about that fairy tale wedding but they are not looking at the actual they're they're looking at the wedding but they're not looking at the marriage and I think that's just, I think that the culture is changing where people are taking their time before they get married. But for every one person who is consciously and mindfully planning those things out with their partner, you're going to have, I think, unfortunately, 20 more people that all they care about is how big the diamond is or what the wedding dress looks like. And that's the fate you're not going to give a shit about how big your diamond is when you're three years in and you're crying on the floor because your husband stonewalls you and never wants to talk things out
0: yeah you know also um it's so funny it's something really simple i remember um (laughs) this is a pet peeve of mine but i don't know if it's over if it's too much but we both are in the bedroom, sleep. We both hear the noise up front. Mm. Why are you ignor I hear the noise, I know you did too. Why am I looking at you like I know you hear that? And then I'm the one getting up to go look because you don't feel like it. That's not good. See that that <clears throat> now look, that seemed like something simple, probably to, to someone
1: else. I mean, right, <laughs> because that is sending the message, you're supposed to be my protector. I am That's the nurturer. Right. You are supposed to be my protector. You're not doing, you know, you're, you're into the bargain. Okay. You're not doing your end. Oh, well then I guess you're not going to get, you know, dinner cooked <laughs> for you tomorrow. Um, <laughs> no, but I, I completely understand. And I think I, 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 remember in, in, in my marriage, um, something that really had, had bothered me. And I think I was, I was too young and was not sophisticated enough to communicate this, but I had, um, I had, left for like an eight day long business trip and um I, I came back and the same dishes that he had put in the sink eight days ago were still there
2: <laughs> and
1: it just smelled a high heaven and the garbage had not been taken out and when, when you look at that it's almost like okay that is sending the message that I don't care about you and your comfort, and it's okay if we're we're in filth. I mean, so those are things that really need to be communicated before you get into marriage. And people, you don't, but you know, when you're younger and you're in love, you don't know what you don't know, right? Um, yeah. But it is something that when I do have clients say, I can't wait to date again, I want to date. I said, okay, <laughs> well we we look at those kinds of things that what were things in your previous marriage that that you didn't like that you really haven't Deconflicted with yourself and they some of them have done the work saying well I wanna be very clear and communicative with my with my partner about these things I don't like. But then there's some that they just kind of look at me like I'm speaking ancient Greek to them. It's like, ah, oh, you need to do that work. You need to do that work. You need to self-examine the narratives that you're operating on that maybe are not healthy for you. You need to really truly find value in yourself. Your value and validation is not derived from what a man thinks about you. And really, truly finding the things that you like. What is your purpose? What gives you happiness that is not dependent on others? And when you can really get ingrained with that. And you have that self-worth. You have that confidence. You have that resilience. Then is when I like to tell people. Okay, now you can start thinking about dating. But you have to fix right. yourself first. You have to fill your yes. own up
0: first. But I don't even. Let me tell you what it... It was so funny. <clears throat> yes, I've been married mm-hmm. yes I did it again uh, I don't right now in my life I don't see nowhere their marriage I see me trying to work on my podcast mm-hmm. that's what my focus is mm-hmm. and it's not about I mean I don't like to say the words like it's not about a man I'm not that, that woman mm-hmm. it's just that I have to build myself you want to know why mm-hmm. because I've spent so much time searching and I'll use the word searching I mean I wasn't like oh I want to it wasn't like that but hoping and I say hoping mm-hmm. that I could find somebody who was on the same mind uh, best of minds but evidently I could have it's just that I was just taking any option that came to me and I wasn't
2: mm-hmm.
0: once you turn 50 right even though people say that's young yes it is young But but things change I have to look at you know. I, let's let's keep it real. Here's the realization of fifty years old being fifty one, December twenty fourth. Uh, in ten more years, that's sixty one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I don't have time to sit around for five. You know, mm-hmm. five years trying to make a figure out a, a relationship. I have to find some type of career and do something yeah. that I love doing. Because if I turn around and I'm for on that. It doesn't work for me, so mm-hmm. you know um, that's part of the loving yourself tour. I call it a tour, right? I like love I <laughs> Love it. Why not? And but- that, that's part of it that I, um, you know, my podcast has been very healing to me. Mm-hmm. I have all of you wonderful experts, and so confident, and you know, it's great because I speak to people who have been there. You've been there. You've done mm-hmm. that, Martha. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, and the thing is, I definitely. Read about everything that they do, and it starts to connect. Like, wait a minute, it is okay to say no. That's not for me. This is for me. Mm-hmm. Nope, I'm gonna do this. I'm doing that. Nope, I re- and I write because it's my life. My choice is as long as I'm not hurting anyone or meaning anybody. You know, not well. It's nothing wrong with it. And and nobody have the right to tell me, oh, you shouldn't be doing a podcast. You should be uh,
1: working at Walmart. Nobody's. Doing that. Hell no. No. I mean, and that's the thing is I wish if if every divorced woman, Mohani, had that same incredible attitude that I'm choosing me, I'm choosing myself, I'm choosing to find my purpose and to go with what lights me up. I'll be honest with you, if if every if every woman, every divorced woman had that mentality, I would be out of a job. And that is, um, but that's kind of, that's not, that wouldn't be a bad, that wouldn't be a bad kind of case for unemployment, but um, that oh, you know, (laughs) all the divorced women, they're, they're putting themselves first, but that is the work that I do. And I'm, I'm so excited that, that girl, you're already doing it. Um, But I'm, I'm so excited that everybody, you know, I, I think that when I am working with clients they do come in and they don't they don't have that yet but that is the work that we do when we are working together that we shift that mindset for the client of you don't have to worry about everybody else's expectations of you you don't have to worry about society's expectations of you because society hates you because oh my god you have you might have a wrinkle and a gray hair and so basically taking ownership of that narrative that, no, I am a woman who is strong and is smart and has seen a lot. And for the first time in my life, usually even for the first time in my life, I am going to do what I want. I am going to think about what I want to do, what lights me up, what is my purpose? And I am going to put the plans in place to make those things happen. Because if you don't do that and you're not being proactive about that, what you get is this idea of, well... I don't want to be alone forever. Or time is running out for me. I hear this every single day from, from my clients and. Do from they my say parents. that to you? Yes. And I tell you something,
0: tell me. I love the closet space. My <laughs> bedroom, my bedroom. I have the net on the ceiling that covers the mm, whole bed. Beautiful. I have the beautiful beige carpet, and the net is white, darling. I have white fur on my bed, and it's a girl room. When you walk yes. in my bedroom, you just see girl. Mm-hmm. I have pictures of me all over the wall from I love it
1: travels and yeah <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. and to all my years when I was having fun like big posters at me that me too me too and I had to <laughs> get up and go you know what it's okay this is okay and I think that's what it is the validation it's like you have to find a way to validate yourself and say guess what it's okay mm-hmm. to do this I've heard a lot of mature women go. Well, I'm when I turn seventy or sixty-five, I do what I want to do, and I say to myself, "But look at how it had to wait till you were sixty-five. Yeah, do it now. Have that mindset now. Like mm-hmm. I'm. I woke up with all. Oh, listen, I woke up like this. Isn't that a song? I woke up like this. I did. <laughs> I woke up like. No, nope, this is what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. I'm following mm-hmm. my heart there's nothing nobody else can tell me but you know what it is something somebody else can tell me they can say oh it would be really nice if you can have this person on your show because they would be conducive to your audience Mm -hmm. that they can tell me that yeah but you can't tell me well why did you upload it to youtube because that's not a good didn't ask that question yeah i didn't ask for your opinion yeah the Mm -hmm. old me would be like oh let me check that out Mm -hmm. maybe they're right uh uh-uh. uh, I don't live like that no more. Nothing mm-hmm. you can tell me. You can tell me anything to help grow me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I hear you. I mean, and I think the thing is, and I think why your work and your podcast is so important, and the work of women fifty and better who are getting out there in media and having their their voices heard. Which let's let's be honest, like historically, that's actually been very rare for women to to have that platform. But what you're doing is so critical because it is motivating not only divorced women, but but women all around, even women who are in marriages, even if it's happy marriages, or even women who are you know making that money. What you're doing is you're empowering them like hey this you have permission to live authentically and to live fearlessly and not only do you have permission you kind of have a responsibility to yourself to do it because you know what no one's here to save you No one's here to magically wave a wand and make your life better. You have to do that yourself. Now, there's people along the way who can help you, such as coaches, such as podcasters and things like that, such as authors um, who can help you. But ultimately, you need to make the decision that you are going to put yourself first and you are going to find your purpose and you are worthy of investing the time, the money, the effort into finding that purpose for yourself.
0: I you are so right it's so funny when you're speaking it's, it's something that I probably okay the old me would not have never said this on the podcast if listening, <laughs> but I gotta say this because this is really funny about how liberated and how free I feel about making my own decisions and not caring who thinks what as long as I'm not hurting anyone this is mm-hmm. really funny you ready <laughs> so I remember one day uh, years ago I was hailing a cab right Mm -hmm. So I'm hailing a cab, and I jumped back because I thought somebody was next to me. And it was my Mm -hmm. arm fat, right? (laughs) (laughs) That's
1: awesome. (laughs) It's like it waves and you wave back. (laughs) I hear that. Yeah, no, I actually
0: felt it. It felt it moving. I didn't know what it was. (laughs) So the thing was, right, after that, I had this thing about my arms. Like,
2: oh,
1: got to cover
0: your arms because, right? Mm -hmm. And I laughed because I would never lift my arm up. I'm doing my podcast the other day. And I do, sometimes I do them live. I went to lift my arm to and I was proud of me. I said to myself, did you just do that? (laughs) Wow. And I'm not going to cut it out or edit it. And it was just so funny because, you know, everybody say, oh, if you do stuff like, you know, worry about your weight or, or if your hair is whatever, guess what? This is who I am. You know what? Mm -hmm. I look very good to be 50 going on 51. So Mm -hmm. I love me. And, and the more and more I work on me, I love myself even more, absolutely, and, and, which, it, and well, you should. I do. I can say. I hope. I hope to attract someone in my future endeavors, life. You know that can match me, respect me, understand me, and be there for me because I can do the same for him. It has to be even. If it can't be
1: even, count me out. If it can't be love, count me out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. No, I mean, and that is, that is, that is what you, you must lead with. And that is what I think every woman of a certain age, even, you know, even, even the ones before us or even the ones after us, but even young right now, women need this now,
0: women in their twenties, you get out of high school, you need this because I'll tell you something we. self-esteem. Starts to go downwards after high school. If mm-hmm. you're, it, it, first of all, if you're overweight, or funny looking, you're dealing with it in school, and then you you become a, you know, you're doing it again as you age. Um, one of my books, Life Skills with a Z for Zealous, I talk about all this for teenagers. Mm-hmm. Our self-esteem. And one thing, I always had high self-esteem. Why? Because, you know, we ate off a portion plate because my mother made sure our weight was okay because she knew all the kids heavy set in school had a hard time. Look at what she had to do as a parent. Yeah. You see? And it's people. People ruin people. That's Mm -hmm. just it. But you have to have this type of blockage. Listen, trust me. I've seen a lot of stuff, even on social media. I've posted stuff and then I'll look and see a funny response but you know i'm like oh they talking about me (laughs) listen you go that's about me i really now look it didn't have to be right but there's there's something inside you're like and see then that's you know who that is right that's that part inside of me that's that part that's not confident talking Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. if it don't have my name on it it's not about me i don't matter it has to be specific mohani love podcast She's this, that's the one I know it's about me. Other than that, subliminals are for, for something else. We've entered the world of, uh, you know, social media. That ruins the your the, the, the
1: self-esteem right away absolutely especially <laughs> for um you know and, and they have studies on that right now that um like that the self-esteem levels of young girls that are you know even as young as like eight years old like eight years old to 12 years old wow. are having their self-esteem just really and that's that's a crucial time too that they're really having those, their self-esteem just kind of in trouble because they see these very airbrushed, very filtered visions of what they think they should look like. And when they don't look like that, that is when they start to feel bad and they start to question themselves. And that can carry on until, you know, as you're a teenager, when you're in college, as a young woman, even, you know, all through, I've had clients who, you know, are 50 and better who deal with that. But so you if you know we
0: what? Can- I felt, <laughs> I'ma be honest i put a filter on my picture if I'm gorgeous. If that's what I feel, but I understand what you mean, but look at that side. Mm-hmm. A filter, They. I remember people putting emphasis on it. no filter, hashtag, no filter. Okay, if that matters to you, whatever, does it matter how a person posts, whether it's a filter or not? That's that part of the world where I go, "Dag, that's petty. The yep. filters are there for that reason. This is how these people are making money. But I bet you if I said, what about nobody posts nothing on social media around the whole world for two days? Nobody couldn't
1: do and You think nope. everybody could do that? No, because we're we're, we're wired. It's kind of a yeah. drug.
0: It's a, we're addicted to the <laughs> dopamine. <laughs> Wait, so you need a degree in social? Maybe I should go back to college to get a degree in social media addiction. Probably be I think kind that of, is a,
1: I think that is probably a thing. Um you, do you do you yes, I and have I a
0: degree in behavioral him. science, but not social media. I mean it needs to be specific, like social media they need to add that class. Social media addiction.
1: Hmm. Well, I do have a friend who is getting her PhD now, right now, and um it is on her it is something dealing with specifically media psychology
2: really and so
1: focus solely on social media and the behavioral effects and what it does to our brain so it is a i think hers is more from a what necessarily if it's if it, kind of the i know it's kind of a loaded word but um loaded term but like fake news um but kind of what misinformation in social media this is I am I'm a divorce coach I am not an expert at any of this um but what the effects of social media and false information what that actually does to us and how that affects like our our um our our cognition so all of that is to say a I don't know much about it but b it is a legitimate field of study
0: wow interesting, right? Look at Mm -hmm. the audience. Do you hear that? You know, everybody's going to school for, for, you know, well, I want to be a psychologist. I want, don't you realize that this social media thing, you know, that's why I wanted my podcast to be different. I interview a whole bunch of different people from different walks of earth, people that do different things. I -hmm. want to know about people like that. I mean, I wouldn't even, I never even thought about a divorce recovery coach. Never thought about it until I read your background. I was like, now that's.
1: Right. I mean, we are, we are out there. There is a field, um, specifically with divorce coaching that focuses on helping folks who are either thinking about divorce or going through divorce kind of as like a thinking partner like a no BS accountability partner to kind of hey this is what you should be asking your lawyer this is what you should be asking your financial advisor and so while that work is fantastic and while that is work that I I have done over the years I have pivoted recently to divorce recovery coaching because the clients that were coming to me were ones who were already divorced who felt stuck and who didn't know what to do and so I love to say to them that it's great if you're going to a therapist to help you process the grief and trauma but divorce recovery coaching is fantastic because folks like me we are specialized in showing you the what now Getting you out of the story of divorce, feeling like you're a victim of divorce and being stuck in that story that well he did me wrong or whatnot and then helping you pivot to well now what? Because you don't get to, you don't get to operate on that story forever and expect to be going to different places or expect to move on and recover and recuperate and kind of find your purpose it's very hard to do almost impossible if you're still stuck in that feeling of i'm divorced i'm divorced so that what now how can you now create this new chapter of your life and do it with complete fearlessness and avoid mistakes that other women in the past who've made post-divorce if you want help with that and the ability to heal from your divorce pain in a matter of weeks or months versus the years and years and years, it might take you doing it by yourself. Then that's when you should use a divorce recovery coach. If you want like those steps, if you are feeling stuck to get out of your patterns that are making you feel crappy, that is when you come to talk to a divorce recovery coach and we get you hitting the ground running. So you're feeling brand new within a matter of, I have a program where you can get that within about 12 weeks. Oh, where do you want to be in? Where do you want to be? And that's what I like to ask people on sales calls or they say, well, how can, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. What do, what do I, what do I want to do? I don't know where to go. I feel really stuck. And I said, okay, where do you want to be in 12 weeks? Can you get there yourself? No, probably not. Because if you could, you wouldn't be coming to me.
2: <laughs> Bottom
1: line, but look, I work with a personal trainer. I work with a business coach. I'm as a coach, I am obsessed with coaching. I I'm, I I stand by coaching as well, even for, for 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 myself. But if you could get to where you wanted to by yourself, you would already have gotten there. But sometimes you need someone who's going to call you on your BS. You're going to need someone who's already helped hundreds of other folks get those goals and achieve those things. So they're not they're no longer stuck in that divorce story. They're no longer stuck in that kind of feeling of I'm a divorced woman. And now, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't know where to go.
0: Can I ask you a question? Yeah. I noticed that.
1: OK, just like you mentioned, personal
0: trainer, right? Mm-hmm. Every And I'm just talking about like 80 percent of what I've heard weight loss and a personal trainer always have something to do with a transformation. Is it because you're transforming your look? Is it because you're, is, is, is the fact that the weight put on is stressed weight? So that's why it should be taken off. You know, that's, that's a thought,
1: you know, um, what so is it with a yeah. personal trainer? Is it to release stress? Well, there's a couple. Um, I, I love how you're asking about a personal trainer because I consider divorce recovery coaches, like the personal trainers of the of the divorce world that say if you go to a personal trainer and you say I've hit a plateau I'm 20 pounds more than than I want to be I can't really do this myself I've been reading the blogs I've been reading and getting all the information but I still feel stuck what a personal trainer is going to do is okay well what are the exact specific goals okay you want to lose 20 pounds okay let's break that down into easier manageable goals that don't make you feel overpowered and overwhelmed okay let's look at your diet. What are the tweaks that we can make to the diet that an expert can see that maybe you're not seeing yourself? And so I think that personal training, that is actually completely analogous to what divorce recovery coaches can do. That we Mm -hmm. are able to see the patterns that you are doing that you are unaware of that are keeping you stuck. And we can actually help you break free from those. We are looking at okay, you're being a people pleaser, you want to stop, but if you wanted to stop and you could do it yourself, you already would have stopped. So we put you through, and I know that with my programs, I can put clients through, whether it's people pleasing, because those are things that usually keep people stuck after divorce, whether it's feeling like you're abandoned, whether it's like you're feeling like you're rejected, whether it's feeling like you have no value because you're not with somebody anymore. We look at those, we basically blast apart those toxic narratives that no longer serve you and build back healthier ones that are going to make you resilient and make you full of self-worth and self-love to do whatever you want to do afterwards whether that's finding love again being like golden girls or just even if you want to quit your job and go paint in Ireland or something like that divorce recovery coaching can help you achieve all of those things nice
0: nice well Martha, I am so happy that you took the time out to let me. For my show and also please share your information again for the audience
1: yes well thank you so much for having me this has been so much fun and to your listeners who are either thinking about divorce or who are going through divorce or are feeling stuck after divorce or if you have a friend or a family member who is dealing with this and they weren't able to hear Mohani's podcast what i want you to do right now is just go to marthabodyfelt.com so that is m-a-r T-H-A-B-O-D-Y-F-E-L-T dot com. And there you can sign up for my free newsletter where you're gonna get the best tips to basically get off your keister and start taking control of your life after divorce. And as a thank you gift, we are going to give you the Divorce Goddess Recovery Guide so you can start feeling better within 15 minutes of reading the thing. Uh Uh-oh. Yep, we're talking about accountability here. We're talking about action (laughs) steps. This is coaching, baby. <laughs> nice. Wait.
0: I, I can... Uh, we can Zoom, right? And then mm-hmm. I can give my testimonial live. Say,
1: this is what I was like before. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I wish I would have caught you before the divorce. But you sound like somebody who, you know, who was able to do all the work yourself. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah. It, it takes... I. You know what? Um, I just think with anything... Once you're home, you're bored, I mean, people we dealing with a pandemic, You de- all the stuff that you're dealing with, I think if you could just move it aside and just focus on getting yourself out of the jumbo, mumbo jumbo stuff. Mm-hmm. Take the could- head space, the head garbage. Yes. That's what it is. Oh my God. You know, a woman's brain have more space than a man's. That's why we go, <laughs> that's why women go through that. Absolutely. You know? But thank you so much for being on my show, and I look forward to
1: us zooming. Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Okay, thank you for listening, guys, to Mohani Loves Podcast. Let's talk about it, and never forget that I love you.